Socialization is the process of defining who we are, understanding and developing a better comprehension of the culture and the community around us. Um, there are many elements that lead to our socialization. Communication, nurturing, uh, relationship. Those are all aspects that create in us who we are. Um, the family of origin that we're raised in, uh, our parents, our grandparents, the closeness, the intimacy of those relationships have an impact on children. Uh, children raised in difficult families and homes may struggle with attachment issues. They may have frustrations with really being able to define who they are because they may not know. They may have spent so much time trying to be who their family wanted them to be. They're really confused on who they are themselves. Uh, there are various groups that become the agents of socialization for us. It can be our family, our peers, um, the school system we're involved in, um, the way and impact of media around us, uh, the religion that we participate in. Those are really the five primary agencies of socialization that are involved in developing who we are. Uh, it's important to have a good and close lasting relationship with our parents, with our family. Um, many people move around. They maybe aren't living in the same community as their family. So we now have new technology and new ways of keeping engaged, being able to uh, send emails or being able to exchange phone calls or, you know, talk by Skyping. Those are all aspects of really helping us develop a closeness and a unity. When we look at communication as being a pattern that helps us really affect a good development of ourselves, the way the, the, the talking that we have in our family, if we have time around the table, or in our family, we love to go on date night with our kids. So my husband may take one of our daughters out. I may go to a midnight showing of a movie with our son. Those are just times that we can be um, alone with our kids, ask any questions that we maybe have of them, answer any questions they maybe have of us, but nurture them. Uh, my husband takes that role very seriously because he feels like it's his responsibility to teach our daughters how to interact and engage with men, how to um, set limits and boundaries. Um, because I'm a social worker, I don't mind discussing anything with my family. And so, you know, we'll sit and, and try to engage the kids in um, helping them understand our family values, the behaviors that we expect from them, helping them even know how to uh, say no to peer pressure. It's been fun being... Um, the parent to my kids because at times I'll say, oh, just tell them your mom's crazy. She'll come and hunt them down if that's a problem. And they'll start laughing and then they'll come home and go, yeah, I just kind of told them you're a little bit crazy that, you know, I probably shouldn't go do this, that or that. And I'm like, that's fine with me. I'll gladly be your excuse. So our family has a significant role. If it's a single parent family, a two parent family, a two career family, um, those are all different dynamics that can impact and affect our children. Being able to um, take the time just to settle with them is so important. Um, in counseling, we'll encourage parents just to hang out and visit and play with their kids for maybe even 20 minutes a night, just undirected playing, but being able to just connect. And we find that some parents in their harried schedules today say they can't do that. Research shows um, children that are raised in orphanages, say um, internationally, who are um, raised with people other than their birth parents struggle with really understanding their own identity. They become part of the group, but they really don't um, 
direct their own um, personal development in a way that they can feel comfortable and feel empowered. And so there's a lot of research looking at feral children, looking at children raised in institutions to see that we have to have that direct, ongoing, consistent contact. Um, being able as a parent to say, there's nothing that you can do that would make me not love you. Now that's a Christian biblical principle. Are we as parents disappointed in our kids? We are, we can be. But should we um, disown them or choose not to engage with them anymore? No. You know, and I, I've watched my children struggle with that saying, her mom and dad haven't spoken to her in days. They're mad at her. Um, you know, how would a parent, why would a parent want to break that kind of communication and force their children into maybe making worse decisions for themselves? Um, they do then turn to their peers and look at that role model or um, that daring um, behavior and maybe see it as something they want to emulate. So as we know, kids get involved in the peer groups. They do have both positive and negative peer pressure. Peers are one aspect that really help define kids down. And as parents, the adults in their world are to help them possibly channel um, those decisions on who they hang with. Um, will not shut my children down. Will let them engage with their friends. And, and my kids at times will have friends that maybe aren't my first choice for them. And when we talk about it and I ask them questions, they'll say, who else can bring Christ to them, Mom? Who else is going to be their friend? I know they're making bad choices. I'm not going to go with them to make bad choices. But you know what? If she calls me and wants to go hang out at the mall or if he calls me and wants to go to a movie, you know, that's a safe place. I can go there. I can be their friend. I can still um, enjoy them, engage with them, love them, and um, not be that Christian who votes you off the island the minute you're doing something that's wrong. That's an important piece. So being able to help our children channel their peer relationships in a positive manner. Um, all of that's underlined with our uh, faith base. Religion has such a significant impact on who people are. Whether you attend church once in a while, whether you attend church regularly, whether you're there every single day, the door opens. Encouraging our families to spend time in prayer together, uh, spend time in devotions, encouraging um, fasting and praying, um, Bible reading, those things that truly help define us and help teach us what our faith base is. It's important to come from a Christian community and demonstrate those relational pieces of our faith and our religion. So understanding that, enjoying um, that relationship, that give and take, that dialogue, and understanding and tearing the Bible apart, thinking through those scriptures that we're really looking at and listening to, um, seeing how we can be um, strengthened in that. Recently, someone gave a devotion that I was at, and she talked about tell God everything. You know, so each of these aspects of socialization, as we um, moved through it, asking God for direction, for, pay, for peace, for the pace that we follow, for um, even opening and closing of doors. You know, those are pieces that are very important. And so telling God everything through our faith and through our religious practices help us then to develop a better understanding of who we are, um, finding peace, uh, finding the engagement of the Holy Spirit within us is so timely. And I think at a time right now where um, so much of the world can be at significant unrest, we as Christians have to be centered and focused. Um, when we're looking at the culture of today, mass media shapes it. Uh, the magazines that are out, the music that kids listen to, that families bring into their home, TV programs, Media is one part that's an agency of socialization that has significant impact. We cannot, as parents, 
watch and observe every single thing that's brought into our home. But setting limits and boundaries and teaching our kids how to behave and respect that is important. Um, when I worked in the group homes as a caseworker and as a director, we didn't allow you know X-rated, R-rated music to come in. Some of the, the music that we hear today that's really basically um, telling kids how to have sex and what to do, those kind of things. And I can remember you know, having to confiscate some of that and um, the students would get mad. And I kind of tried to explain it to them and I tried not to act too religious about the explanation, but I finally would say things like, really? Do you not understand sex yet? When I was your age, I had it figured out, kind of talked to my friends about it, knew those things, talked to my family, but you need this, this CD, you, you need this to tell you what you're supposed to be doing and how to do it. Okay, well, if that's what you need, and whenever the guys I would engage with that way would be like, no, I don't need that. I know what I'm doing. I know what I'm talking about. No, that's not something I have to worry about. Um, I'd be like, oh, well, good then. So we can toss it out. That's no problem. We can get rid of it. And they'd be like, yes. And I would just smile, and I'd snap it. Because I knew the kids I worked with, if I just tossed it in the trash can, what would they do? Dig it back out again. So I'd be like, I'm so proud of you guys. Okay, and I'd snap it and toss it out. And I know I was going to hear about it from them later. But kind of making the point that, why are you putting that in your head? Don't you get that that kind of music can really be questionable and it can influence you negatively? Um, so when we look at media, it has such an impact on kids today. You look at what's out there in um, television and in movies. Uh, boundaries, they're not there. Um, Self-respect, it's not there. Um, we can see good things. We can recommend positive movies. We can recommend positive interactions and, and communications. On the other hand, we can see so much that um, is negative. And so knowing that and um, telling people to be thoughtful. If I watch a movie and I see bad language in it because I'm socialized not to swear, I'll be like, oh, and I'll be caught off guard. Where adolescents today, they just overlook it. It's something that's the, the, the norm to them. And so they don't have an idea that um, they shouldn't be listening to it. So it's an important piece of that. Um, and the last, looking at education, all those aspects where we go to school, if um, an individual's homeschooled, private schooled, public school, each of those um, academic settings is an important piece in shaping who they are. If it's a large, um, school, you know, several hundred, several thousand in the population. If it's a small school, um, I know students that have graduated and they've had 10 in their graduating class. Um, those aspects truly do shape them. Being able to um, say what you think, um, being able to talk to people, whether it's the faculty, whether it's an advisor, having those resources, uh, being encouraged to go to college. Uh, some of my friends, their children are homeschooled and their, their plan is to go right from homeschool into college and go into a career. Other um, children that are raised in a homeschool setting, the, the parents are um, raising the daughters to get married and have families and raising the sons to move out and maybe get um, a skill over a degree. And so that debate is always out there is, you know, what is the best direction to go in? Each of these agencies of socialization um, are powerful in the sense that they help shape us into who we are. Uh, the Bible talks about raising up a child in the way they should go, and in their future they won't depart from that. And that's not raising them up in the desire and the direction we want them to go, but the, the desire and direction that God has designed for them to move into. Um, I have two daughters that want to be educators, can't wait to go to college. I have a son who wants to really um, do things with his hands. 
like all three of their career aspirations, we as a family have to support them and be thoughtful of that. Um, and so, you know, looking from a college perspective, everyone obviously that I interact with, their plans are to um, go out into a career field. And I'll talk to the young ladies that I work with. Some of them will be working parents, others won't be. Uh, but I'm always talking to them about what skills you've learned through your academics, what um, calling you feel like you have when you are at home raising your children. If you decide not to be in the career field, volunteer in the community, volunteer um, at your church because God has gifted you with this knowledge and with this education and with these skills. Find ways that you can utilize that um, in a very healthy, helpful manner. And I always end that lecture and talking about that song that we sang as a little kid, um, this little light of mine. And I'm always like, don't hide your gifts under a bushel. Let them shine for the Lord. And they get a big kick out of that. And we laugh and talk about it. But from the other framework, if we every day purpose in our lives to interact and engage with other people, to improve the quality of their life, to invest in them, then we can feel successful both in our own calling in our um, ability to nurture and interact with other people, but also in um, fulfilling the uh, direction that God has for us. So purposing every day, take some time to interact with people um, and encourage them, a good way for us to purpose our own steps and direct our own lives.